Big Kitty Lambs, folks, welcome to the broadcast. This is your host, Dan Rockwell, aka Bluesy Speak on Twitter. Coming to you live from the front office of my home, just hanging out here in the groovy dark. I love a cool couple cool lamps, chilling, listening, hanging out in Twitter spaces. Uh, the date here, we're in December, I believe. Yeah, we're in December 3rd, years 2021. You are in the future. Uh, in many ways, whether you like it or not. Uh, <laughs> it's been a really great week. It's been a great week for Big Kitty and Momentum. Um, I'm kind of getting back into my stride, uh, coming off of, you know, some, um, some hard times, losing my mom and, and, um, kind of getting to the end of the burnout I was in and getting out of the depression I was in and, and finding, you know, positivity again and finding in a lot of ways I found, uh, I, I, I just sort of. You just kind of realize what uh, what I can really do and what I can't do. And I'm really embracing that notion. And it's making me super happy because I did so much when I started the company. Um, I, I was faced with so many challenges that I didn't, I didn't know how to handle uh, being a CEO and trying to build things. And, um, and it, it stripped me to the bone in many ways. You, you kind of start off wanting to fly. Uh, dreaming to fly, and then you you become a pilot, and you fly, and you learn how to fly, and you fly all the time. You try to get in the air as much time as you can. Every time you get a, sometimes when you land a plane, people come up to you and they look at you in awe because you were somewhere they haven't gone yet. And sometimes you, you're. Um, Sometimes you you forget the um, the majestic splendor that you're experiencing, the fact that you climbed into some box and hit some controls with a stick, and then somehow you zoomed up to the upper stratosphere, as if you could take a peek at the at the universe itself, and then come back down. You sort of lose the the um, the grace and humility of, of being able to see the moment because you see, you know, six billion moments a second while you go from uh, zero to Mach, you know, 17 or whatever. You know what I mean? Something about technology and um, and means, I've been talking a lot about means lately, that um, it's a... Uh, you know, the thing about technology is a it's a it's a form of mastery for humanity. It's something that we manifested, and uh, we continue to sort of fight the matrix of reality, and we keep pushing the limits based on how much we keep learning about it, you know, and we we keep um, there's there's a big part of our species that, that hates a no win scenario. We have to survive. You know, and there's a part of me that thinks, you know, uh, depending on how you believe uh, evolution, let's just go with, uh, you know, that we evolved out of the muck. You know, um, there was a time when we were all hanging out in the shallow end. And we were like, you know what? This is it. We live in the shallow end, right? You know, we don't we don't go up on the beach. Are you fucking bad? You're, 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 you're fucking crazy. No one goes to the beach. This is how it is. This is who we are. Jason the hell are you thinking? 
And Jason is this dreamer in the group. He's the one that's like, you know, if you swim up a little further and poke your head out, you can actually see a sandbar. And I tell you, there's a big flower over there. I didn't even know what it is. He doesn't know what a flower is. Never even seen one, right? You know, you know what I mean? It's like there's stages in our um, in our existence, and um, yeah, I'm, I just I understand it more. I just understand it more, and and in a lot of ways, it makes me intolerant to things that I that I can't can't do, and I accept it. You know what I mean? And I'm, and it's not a defeatist sort of position. Like I'm, you know, I can't know um, 1,000 subjects with 1,000% accuracy. I'm just not going to be able to do that. Um, I am not an accounting person. I am not a uh, HR person. I am not a uh, operations manager. I'm in a lot of ways not really a CEO. Uh, <laughs> um, what I have is... Um, uh, the curse of creativity um, in some ways and i have um and i've been chosen i don't see it as a good degree. it's an infinite gift it's just that i i um i uh, you know it's strict i get struck like by lightning in, in terms of inspiration and it's like it's kind of like in the movies where you see the person sort of freak out and then they open up a sketchbook and they start drawing and doing a bunch of sketches and then you have that classic scene in the movie where they pan back and you see all the sketches on the wall you know, um, a really good example of this is uh, Dark City, where the guy keeps drawing the swirl everywhere because he's the one that actually knows that he, he feels like something's wrong with his reality, right? And Dark City is a great movie to sort of see a uh, pretty powerful dystopian kind of look. Uh, it's not so much our reality. It's it's really the story of an aliens, you know, uh, collecting us and abducting us and then taking us to this place. And then recreating um, uh, the reality of uh, what we were what we were used to, to constantly sort of refine um, how the this alien species, you know, sort of leveraged us or monitored us or, or took our power, until the point where we we kind of figured out like, hey, we got the power too, right? Uh, <laughs> um, the movies offer us a lot of really great ways to look at the future. The, the one of the things that's scary about um, science fiction movies, you know, from my childhood is that they're all coming true um, and not 100 percent. But I mean, um, the majority of them are actually, you know, let's say a movie has 100 uh, possible futures in it. Right. Um, they're getting like three. Right. I mean, right now, the science fiction movies are kind of batting, not batting a thousand, but I mean, they're. They're batting average right now on picking things that actually are going to happen. I'm going to say it's easily 60%. That's pretty wild. And what's even crazier is the people who are thinking about what things could be tomorrow, their chances of chances of them actually manifesting that thing, uh, making it real, is uh, uh, easily uh, 75, 80, 90%. Now, will we be successful with it? No. But what I'm saying, I mean, I don't know. I can't forecast that. But, you know, if someone came up to me and said, Dan, I want to, you know, I don't know. Let's, let's think of a crazy project. You know, I want to, I don't want a sentient lighter. I want to, I want to, I want a lighter that knows how many times it's, you know, flicked. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you could do that. You could, you could, you can make a smart lighter. Why would I? I don't know, but I can. 
And so uh, that's that's the thing about me a little bit is that I'm uh, probably an agent of chaos in the sense I really understand chaos. I am an agent of chaos in many ways, but not in a negative light. I mean, I, uh, the Twitter spaces, we'll talk about that here in a second. Let's take a second. I had a feeling about Twitter spaces. I was really late to the game on Twitter spaces. Um, and this is something I kind of do on purpose sometimes. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm definitely an early adopter of ideas and technology and trends and whatnot. But sometimes there's something about my subconscious that says this is one, you know, trend or technology that we're going to completely ignore. And we do that maybe because my brain is saying, Dan, you can't handle yet another shiny object. You know, it's just, like, just ignore that for now. Uh, I believe that that's probably true. Um, but it's also a great exercise, especially if you're into trends and that kind of stuff, is to sort of avoid the thing that everybody's into. And then, then sort of sit back and watch the population change as they use the said thing that you clearly didn't really research yet. And, um, you know, Twitter spaces is, so I've been, I've been doing Twitter spaces now for the last three days, just having fun, mostly listening. You know, it's funny. I, I have a talk radio kind of voice. I love talking. People always love it when I get up and talk. I, I always get a lot of good positive feedback about how I express myself, but it's hard sometimes to, <laughs> to get up to the mic, you know? And, um. And I, I was joining some Twitter spaces, and you know I saw a, a lot of really charged. Uh, somehow I got connected to some rooms that were really charged with really a lot of political stuff, and um, and I'm definitely the minority in these channels, where it's the majority of folks that are really upset with where things are going, government, COVID, across the board. These are not normally the folks that I would ever hang out with and talk with. They're not really of the, the same. We don't see eye to eye on where things are going at. And for some reason, I decided to start talking to them. <laughs> and um, and I, uh, there was a lot of things that I just couldn't believe. Um, you know, we had, I could feel it. I could totally feel that we were really in two opposite sides of the room. And, and part of the rush of being in that Twitter space was to maintain the civility between us and really, and that's what the room did. The room resonated with this level of civility of respect between each other, even though we were completely opposite. And we really fought hard to keep that civility. Um, and I'm sure everyone was tempted to raise their voice and bring out the language and really state the the fundamental truths of how exactly things were. And I never wanted to do that. I never want to sort of present the future as this is it. I don't know. I just, like, all I know is, is this going to snow tomorrow? That's it. Do I know if it's how many cars it crashed? I don't know. It's like, I know the weather and, and, um, or I can feel the weather or I believe in the notion of the weather. I don't necessarily believe how exactly the flakes are going to fall and like how exactly they, they land on the ground and whether or not they're going to hit your house or mine and why are they hitting your house? And it's just a, you know what I mean? I don't go that far. I can't go that far because that's, 
It's tough. And so there was a lot of part of the dialogue was, and I think it was actually helpful for everyone because I think people could see it wasn't just that, it wasn't like I'm left, you're right. It was, um, I'm talking about the flavor of the ice cream and you're talking about how the temperature, about how it's too cold. So we weren't having the same conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yet we're still talking about ice cream. And um, and then you actually add the other layer. So I'm talking about the flavor of the ice cream and trying to make a point there. Another person is talking about the temperature and how it's too cold and her you know, the throat. The next piece would be that you know we're using um, you know, plastic in the in the shells, and that's coming from China. You know what I mean? It went down the spectrum, and um, I think I think the problem with uh, I think the problem with the future in a lot of ways is that we we're going into an era where cognition is so is so key, where everyone's basically running out of RAM. Everybody is running out of RAM. No one can handle this, like what the madness is happening, right? Pandemic, everything. And uh, people aren't a, a, a spectacle or whatnot. It, it's it's really pretty rampant on the, the ma- amount of information that's missing in the narrative, the amount of information that came back in the narrative to fill spaces or holes, the amount of... There's so many things I, I could have said and I wanted to say, but I didn't because I, that would end the civility. And I didn't want to do that. I want to stay on the side of civility. I mean, I could give you a, I mean, I could go to the, to the um, crazy place and maybe they thought I was crazy. You know, I could say things like, it's so great to be in a room with so many, you know, triple PhD doctors. No one in the room is a doctor, yet everyone is an expert. I mean, that we should have that level of, of I mean, that, and that's not a left or right statement, by the way. That's just like a straight up like slice of reality truth, right? You either you either are actually qualified to know what you're talking about, or you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying there's not room for your own pattern analysis, right? You know, we're all born with this great thing called a soul and a mind, and what the mind can do is that it's always adding up the patterns, right? And and thank God that you have that mind. You know why? Because that mind has saved your life about a million times and you haven't realized it. Why? Because you've learned how to drive and you haven't killed yourself, right? That mind is seeing the patterns on how to navigate traffic and everything else. You've learned, right? So it's like, I just, it was tough. It was tough, and I, 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 I wanted to say civil, and I think I did. I, I think I did, and I wanted to say positive. There was a, it was an interesting thing because I joined another room, um, and it was even far more negative, and there was a lot of cussing and a lot of language, and you know I know these rooms are casual; they can do whatever they want. The host can do whatever they want in those rooms, but. But the problem with the, with the dialogue in the room was it was just total disparity. And so it, it's, it's, like, it's like going over, it's like joining a party where you're in a car. The person that's driving the car is telling you the world is fucked and we're all dead. And they're driving, you know, 
100 miles an hour and you know they're going to go right into the wall like that's the only option and it and that that's like this hits such a chord in me because you know it's not to say that i don't you know i want them to think about the revolution but i, I would like to think um just more positive like it just seems so it just takes the oxygen out of the room and it's just it's like complete negative fest. And I, I don't know. And, and people have, have the right to vent, Dan. People have the right to say whatever the fuck they want. What the hell are you talking about? Shut the hell up. And I, I agree with that. See, that's the problem. I agree with that. Like, I agree with all that. And yet at the same time, I'm trying to tell you that I feel great. I'm going to go get some barbecue. And I'm, hell, man, you want a hug? No, you're upset. Oh, cool. I'm cool with that. Like, I just can't. I refuse. And part of that is because I just came out of the darkness you know what I mean? I just came out of burnout. I just came out of a place where I just <laughs> had to watch my my mom die. You know, I didn't know she was her time. But I can't, I can't. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I see possible. I see hope. I see lots of it, but at the same time, I see so much confusion. So much confusion. So much that is not going to be easily fixed. And um, it's really um, humbling and and uh, like I, I, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna solve those problems. What's interesting is the my new perspective on life. Those are things I can't solve, so they go over here in this little box. If I'm not gonna be able to solve that, instead, my mission right now, I'm gonna go hang out with a guy who's a bow hunter. He wants to figure out how to find deer better. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what's so funny. I'm in these rooms, and people sort of typecast me into this silicon valley asshole kind of type not realizing i'm actually building stuff for them building things for farmers and you know what i mean my they think i'm i mean i'm it's just it's just interesting it's interesting now this got me thinking about a bigger idea we'll take a break Okay, so how do I get the back to Twitter on this? All right, here's the uh, here's the dealio. Individual number one was a boom for Twitter. Uh, individual number one was, uh, um, in a lot of ways, validated um, Twitter's actual sort of. Um, it, it was basically you know, individual number one was was, was an event. That, that the early founding teams of, of, of Twitter forecasted could happen. Um, and it would be an interesting thing because not only would it be a, a force multiplier for Twitter by a factor of a billion, um, it would also sort of um, take what they have created and turn it into um, something that, that, that no one there ever wanted to see. Twitter, in a lot of ways, has been struggling with the fact that 
as they continue to grow and grow and grow, they become a protocol. They become the collective consciousness of the planet, be it maybe only 4% of the population of the planet, right? The people who actually want to go and on Twitter. I mean, Twitter is not everywhere. Not everybody uses it, right? But at the same time, if you want to take a barometer of a sort of like, you know, what's the general, you know, <laughs> what's the pulse of New Zealand? You know, uh, well, I could look at the last 24 hours of Twitter traffic and probably give you a, an answer to that. And if anyone thinks that I can't, I think, okay, maybe you're disillusioned. You know what I'm saying? Because I can definitely do that. I'll build you for that right now. You know, so, so individual number one was huge for, um, for Twitter. Um, and it definitely helped uh, the whole political game. Made a lot of noise. Made a lot of press. Made a lot of news. And this news made more news. And that made other news. And, you know, it just went on and on and on, right? So, and, you know, sort of Twitter starts to kind of realize... You know, it, it, at the beginning, it was like, this guy is great for us, man. It's huge. And then it was starting to be like, I, I don't know if this guy's good for us anymore. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and in a lot of ways, you have to think about that because I think in a lot of ways, Twitter has uh, probably inadvertently killed probably, I don't know, probably 100,000 people or more at this point. Um, and sadly, the, the, there's so many people who have died because of bullying on social networks. This is not something a social network could even think would be possible initially when they created their platform. They didn't really think about how it could be um, too negative. They've tried to put in a certain amount of controls. You know, like for example, we can't can't we can't search the world in a negative light. I don't want you to think like that. That's why you can only see things that are liked. You know what I mean? You know, like it's like everyone came in and we were all given like a, a hit of LSD. Welcome to the social network. Sweet. Here you go. Here's your hit. You know, like your only thing positive, right? <laughs> and you have to look at it that way because it's engineered that way. You know, don't forget that Facebook uh, um, uh, data mined uh, your uh, yearbook and said, uh, "Here you go, Dan. Here's all your friends from high school." I was fucking bullied in high school. Thanks. You just what? Now they're all my friends. Fuck you, software. You don't even know me, right? But they, <laughs> so, but that's how you had to get speed. That's how he had to get momentum. And, um, if you want to talk about being nefarious, that's a nefarious tactic, but you're not going to talk about that. You're going to tell me that, you know, you know, Biden did this, why and that. I wish people would, would realize that presidency doesn't matter. We'll talk about that another time. It doesn't. The whole thing is a charade, in my opinion. Keep your eyes over here. Well, I slowly move Mars out of orbit and replace it with another planet. <laughs> you never saw it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other thing I think is funny around the Vax and uh, the, the the comments around how the Vax is, you know, Big Pharma is doing this and Big Pharma is doing that. Makes me think of like if I wanted to get something to the population and give it to everybody, it makes me think about hacking. It makes me think like a bunch of hackers want to hack into us, you know, a corporation, right? They're, they're, they want to hack into, say, Wendy's. They come up with a nefarious plot, right? And if they're thinking like these folks are kind of thinking, they're thinking, or how it's almost like 
all right, we're gonna we're gonna hack into them and I'm really gonna make them pay. All right, and they get ready to do the hack. And what do they do? All right, you know what? Let's give them a call, let them know what's happening. All right, yeah. They get really excited. They get Wendy's on the conference call and they're like, Wendy's, we're gonna hack you. <laughs> That's the equivalent of, of um the vax to me in that mentality. It doesn't make any sense. If I want to poison you, I would uh, why would I tell you? I'm gonna poison you. I don't know. I mean, I know there's complicated factors in here, but that's the theory that it, it's, you know, it's designed. And what I, you know, what's going to be funny is, when we, you know, what if it's a 12 monkeys scenario? What's it, what if it's, what if we're in a 12 monkeys scenario, in which case, basically, people have to go back in time and make an event happen so that the plague doesn't wipe out the population 30 years in the future, 50 years in the future. They have to speed it up so they come back and they cause it. Is it still nefarious? Are we still thinking it's Roswell? Do we think it's Kim Kardashian should be on the brush board? I don't know. <laughs> These are things I've heard in the last two days. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, Twitter, again, let's go back to Twitter sort of being a collective protocol. Now, think about the data mining side of, of data mining text. You can only learn so much from text. You get time, you get date, you get location, you get persona data about that person, the frequency, you get who they tweeted, whether or not there was a relationship there in the past, and correlation of networks. You get images, related images. You get closer detection on those images if there's anything embedded in them in terms of you know, code or anything like that. You get how long and uh, um, how long this person is, you know, you, get, you have a frequency notion. You have a pattern, we all have a pattern. You have a routine, we've been living it. We love our routines, they're part of us. And what's interesting is when you, that's strange, your routine is really erratic. Is something going on with you, you know what I mean? That's the point of uh, how, where we're going in the future. You see that as an invasion of your privacy. Um, I'm just trying to tell you, I'm trying to say you're alive. You know what I mean? Or at least, at least that could be it. Or you could see the negative part. You're right. I'm trying to see where you are because you're not home and now I can go you know, do some act. You can see it in the positive and you can see it in the negative. But you should open your mind to there's other factors. And maybe, you know, I can see that. There's both factors. You know, you can't. You have to work really hard to make a plane safe. And yet every day we have thousands of people flying them, and yeah, and sometimes they crash. Is that a, it was uh, it's big pharma crashing planes for a reason? Is there a reason why GE would crash planes or Lockheed Martin would crash planes and kill people? Airbus would do it. Is it because they want to get rid of one of the airliners and just there's too many of them? They really want more government money to make new airliners but they have too many of the old airliners so they had to and they can't write them off the only way you can write it off an airliner is you crash it so that's why over the last 15 years they've crashed 260 airliners yes 700 million people died but they were able to write them off you understand where i'm going with that that's a i mean that's a that's a spin that's that's you know that's an adventure man you're, you're definitely, you're going on an adventure. But I can go there. 
I could I can help you make that airliner, you know, theory really be true. And I could put a, tons of money around it and so forth. So many arguments are sort of spun around money, but I, I don't think people realize that once people get to a certain level of means, money doesn't even exist. You you're just at a flow, you don't even think about it. This whole day, I didn't even think about the temperature in my house. It's just, it's always, it's weird. It's just always comfortable. You know what I mean? Do we see? Do we see? Do we see? Um, so what's interesting with Twitter is, you know, there's a lot of, when Twitter first came out and the API, there was a lot of monitoring tools. I made a lot of these monitoring tools, mostly because I was curious. I had, wow. You know, it's like someone, it's like someone, it's like they did a meetup. Hey, everybody, welcome to Twitter. Uh, what are you guys? We're a startup. We're basically the fire hose uh, of the planet. We're, uh, we're a protocol for the collective consciousness of the planet. Yeah, we got four or 5% of the planet right now. Uh, we have uh, six point by kablibits, which is 68 billion trillion times trillion. Uh, pieces of data that come through every day. Right, here's the API and have a free key and have fun, right? <laughs> it's like that, you know? Um, Twitter spaces, however, um, actually rep, uh, at first to me, uh, because of these rooms where I was going in and hearing just a lot of initial negative stuff, I felt like I had this notion of like, well, Twitter spaces has a manifestation problem. Uh, what I mean by that is that Twitter Spaces um, should have l really learned a lot from from Trump. Uh, they, I mean, Twitter in general should have really learned. A, they have. They've learned a ton about the effect of Trump. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that they learned about. They learned about how their own platform could be hacked and cracked. They learned a ton about just the percent number of, of fake accounts exist, the percent number of bots that exist. That they realize that a retweet and a like can be used as an over amplifier of potential truth. Meaning if I can get something retweeted a million times, it's probably true. If I can get something liked a million times, it reinforces the fact that the majority of the population probably believes in it. So therefore it's true. And that right there is straight up engineering. You know what I'm saying? That, and that's something that I would, I would, researching bots early on because I was totally afraid of that. I was like, you can create a whole fake population. And this is a proven tactic in startups. Numerous companies, when they start, they fake their momentum. They fake the audience. They fake the customers. They fake it. And this is not a big tech thing. This is not a pharma thing. This has existed since the day man has thought about how to hustle. The minute we thought about how to hustle, we manifested this ability. And it didn't come from freaking big tech and all of this. We've had it since the dawn of time. And, and, and it just... And it's just, it's funny because people don't realize that. And so with that ability to, to, to manifest like that, you can, um, you can, you can see why uh, tech is going to change. It has to, at the same time, um, there's a lot more at stake. 
Um, and you can do things. And if someone's on that medium, that's why it's always important for us to have the ability to log off. I mean, that's the that's the thing I want. You know, I want the right to log off act. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll help you make it. You know, I'll help you. I'll help you build the tools that allow you to completely disengage from the matrix. I do that. I'm. I'll be right up there. In fact, not only me, I know a million people that will write it with me. Okay, we understand that. We we want to know how to play in the metaverse, the future, whatever. And then at the same time, I want to hang out in the creek and fly fish and just talk about whatever. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get that. That control is going to happen. That's been, again, that's not going away. But, yeah. Now, it's not all doom and gloom uh, for, for Twitter. In Twitter spaces actually represents a new layer that, um, that we should all think about. Because now we can actually uh, capture voice inflection tone we can figure out things like yeah i agree with you or yeah i agree with you or yeah i agree you follow me didn't that feel differently each way that's another layer of understanding it's another layer of real-time cohesion that's another layer of, of insight that's another layer of potential um um, threat detection. People think about the millions of dollars that are going into medical this and medical that. There's a factor of trillion going into one notion, threat detection. I just want to know if someone's going to get hurt. That's going to be a huge focus of our future. A huge focus of our future is that. Because time and time again, we're seeing this reality. It's just confusing. I was telling my wife today, I almost feel like we are you know, we are living the Sims. We are in the Matrix. And, and nature's just kind of like, I feel like nature's up, you know, hanging out in the focus group, you know, room going like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Why, you know, they, they haven't changed this thing with the guns. And then let's just give them a crazy scenario. Let's take a father that actually buys a gun uh, happens to get it. He probably got did get it cleared in three days, and then on that what on the third day or whatever the kid. I mean, that isn't that crazy. Just the, the circumstances of that, or just like that level of, of uh, and then they go into the school and then it, just how it plays out. It almost like it's, it feels. It just feels unbelievable. And. Um, Yes, but you know, Twitter's going into a new age. At first, I was thinking they're going to create a new mechanism to really create a reckon uh, a, a new place for people to go and and really and sort of dwell in the in the difference of us. And I didn't want that. I didn't want more places where people could play smear the queer. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want play uh, a, more places where people could just basically just do Fight Club and beat the, the hell out of each other. I understand the need for getting out your emotions and boxing and that kind of stuff. I totally, I love it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's give me a couple of Roman candles and let's go. Like, I get that rush. I just don't want to hurt anybody, you know? Um, yeah. So at first I was thinking, oh man, Twitter just stumbled into this. You know, now they just made a new system that's going to actually organize and actually amplify hate. I'm like, guys, haven't you 
learned anything yet, right? And then I, the more I think about it, that's just a new monitoring tool, uh, you know? Now, if the people that I was in the room with earlier today heard me say that, they would be really, really, really like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter can monitor that. You know why? Because for all they know, there's someone in that room could die. Or something's about to happen. And what the issue is, is that you could be held liable. You know? So that's their responsibility, man. You know, and everyone's doing that right now. You know, I have a bar. I'm giving people drinks. I don't, I, I don't card some kid when he comes in. Screw it. He looks old enough for me. He looks like my son. I'll let him drink. He drinks, goes home, kills somebody. I killed that person. I killed that person because I decided the protocols didn't matter. He looked like my son. He looked like a good guy. He's old enough. I disregarded the protocol. The kid drank too much. I enjoyed making the margin on him. He did a bunch of mixed drinks. He bought a bunch of raw shots with these people here. Brought a big crowd in. He's a regular customer. He's a good kid. Maybe he's not a regular customer. Take that out of the narrative because we just don't own him yet. Okay, that's good. But you know what I mean? The, the, the point is, is I disregarded the protocol. Take that vax you know requirement why is it required chew on that one for a while tell me how that one uh, uh how that one can be uh you know fought because if i uh if i don't card that kid and i don't know you know and by the way i'm only checking his id because i'm supposed to i don't even know if he's got a fake id or not that's not a level of degree of you know what i mean that's the other thing, too, that you hear in this vaccinative uh, as bad is that, you know, it's not completely, you know, bulletproof. It's the same thing with the bar owner. I'm doing the protocol. I don't know if it's a fake idea or not. So, but the fact is I didn't, I didn't actually do the protocol in the first place. That's just, that's a really interesting argument. The kid, the kid is the one that did it, man. The kid is the one that pushed the limit. Kid is the one that made the choices. He wasn't 14, 13, 15, you know, 19, know, maybe 20. Yeah. But that bar owner is going away. And my thinking a little bit with your logic is that they shouldn't. And so I'm interested to understand why. And clearly there was a protocol. And that's what's a little daunting for me when I think it, about uh, what's going on with COVID now, when you hear things like Germany's locking down, Australia's locking down. That's a significant indicator, folks. That's not, you know, we're going to 5G. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's Australia picking up their whole entire continent and moving it to, you know, six feet over. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's pretty serious. Um, so anyways, so my thoughts on Twitter spaces, I'm going to do a lot more of it. I like it. And I actually like uh, all the people I met today who were completely different than me. I learned a lot from them and I enjoyed their questions. And I, I enjoyed feeling, um, in a lot of ways, their, their skepticism of me. Um, I, 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 
Um, it was a flavor of ice cream I've never had before. Um, and, uh, and in a lot of ways, I want more of it. And so then that gets me back to Twitter spaces and the company itself. Maybe, maybe that's in the grand design of the product itself. Maybe the hope somewhere in deep in product at Twitter and Twitter spaces, there's a notion where someone had a crazy idea of like, wait, what if we put like people in a room that are completely opposite each other? John, what are you talking about? That's insane. No, wait, hear me out. We, we basically take, we, we just enable it so people can have their own talk radio rooms, right? How would that work? You know, we just use that latest protocol on some of that tech, the Jimmy and Johnny and Sue and Rand, you know, Fran Bay. Oh, okay. All right. Sweet. We'll put that together and then uh, we'll set up these rooms and people can have their own stuff. You know, they can talk. You know, do we flag it so the Democrats want to see their rooms and the you know, liberals want to see liberal rooms? And if you're a Republican or whatever, you only see that rooms. I, we, you know, guys, we're not appalled. You know, I have, <laughs> I like to do accents. We're not a political company at all. Right here, Twitter. Look, we, we, we don't do Twitter. We're technology. We're a protocol. We're connecting voices of the planet, right? <clears throat> and then, John, tell me more about that, Dad. You do. Well, in theory, if, if we can get people that kind of, you know, don't, Get off the porch anymore as a as a good friend um i think i made today said to me who i really like a lot his name is american on twitter uh, <laughs> but uh but i have a weird handle so you know whatever um uh, you know he, he said people you know um we don't meet on the front porch anymore so maybe that's what twitter spaces is doing trying to bring the por front porch back and in a lot of ways it's bringing it back so that we're all on the front porch together talking and for as much as that could be a, a level of toxicity, right? A level of like, ugh, oh my gosh. Well, maybe John's onto something. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a, maybe that's the kind of crazy idea we need to actually uh, try to help us understand each other. So you know, maybe maybe that's what Twitter Spaces is all about, and that and that's good. And you know why I like ending on that? Because, again, I want to end on hope. I want to end on chance. I want to end on I can, because I know I can. And I'll do it, and I'll do it for anybody. Step up, connect. Let's make your future happen.